Welcome to Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'll be showing you how average, everyday people have chosen to make positive changes in their life to accomplish what makes them happy. I hope this podcast will allow you to feel a connection with people who have something in common with you and make you realize you can have the life you want. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, my guest is Shirley Burke. How are you, Shirley? Gary, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. So, Shirley, you and I met at a fitness conference fairly recently, and it was so serendipitous because we were just sitting, like, next to the bathroom, and you and I started talking, and we started talking about the importance of people mattering. And you pulled out your business card and you turned it over and it said, you matter. And it was crazy because I was like, oh my God, this is like my spirit woman. (laughs) I totally understand. And that's how I felt about you. And I, as I said then, and I say again to you today, it's divine order. Divine order. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It is craziness. So I want to talk about, you know, where did that start for you? This idea of understanding that everybody matters, um, that it's not always just about ourselves. Was that something that was instilled in you as a child or did you learn that growing up? Where do you think that that comes from for you? Carrie, the truth is, I just think I was born this way because I've always cared about other people, even as a child with my nephew and what have you. My mother, he was getting a whipping, and I would say I did what he what he did because I didn't want him there, you know. Just caring, just not liking other people to be in pain. Uh, listening with my high school classmates, they would come up and say, "Shirley, if you hadn't said that, so I would never finish high school." I don't know what he talked about, but it was something that I said that he needed at the time, and it's and that's been my experience. People telling me that that's when I said I must have been born with it because this has always been happening. It was just I was a little girl. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, I think that's why you and I resonate with each other so well because I feel the same way. I remember when I was a kid, like if somebody was hurt or somebody fell, I was like, "Oh, are you okay?" Like even if I didn't know them, that was just like yes. an instinctive thing. Yes, and you and I know this to be true. If whether you told me this, I don't think you looking at movies and stuff, you cry. You know, like you, you know, as emotionally, you 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 get engaged with with people's pain. And even if it's, you know, to the story, but even with the news coming on, you know, with what's going on, you feel, you know, tears run down your face because you care for other people. Yeah. Why do you think that there aren't as many people that do care or do see the world in the sense that everybody matters? Because I feel like it should be a natural thing, but there are a lot of people that are a little more selfish or a little more fearful. I mean, why do you think that that is those that can't seem to find that within themselves to care about others in a genuine way? You use the word selfish, and I, I think that's appropriate for a few people. I don't know whether the number is a large number. I seem to think that there are people that care, but they're afraid to speak up. Um, there are a lot of introverts in the world that care and make a difference, but they, they don't speak up. That's not how they function. And they will write in journals. They will uh, sometimes speak to friends and say things to friends, but they won't say it otherwise. Mm-hmm. I am of the I am of the opinion that I really think there are a lot more people that care, but they don't speak up. I give the analogy of the woman that took the prayer out of school. A lot of people didn't want it taken out, but nobody spoke up. Not speaking up is where I think the challenge is for us. Yeah, I think there are a lot more people, but the challenge is 
having the nerve to speak up. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't happen because they owe the bank. You know, they owe, I mean, diverse reasons. I know people don't do things. They, uh, they've got a job and scared that they're going to lose a job if they say something. And, and the way social media is today, people know things before you know it. You know, like I found out about certain things before I heard it on the news on the TV. I heard it, saw it on Twitter. I didn't call it. I didn't call it water. I said, <laughs> I know, I'm over sixteen and a half, but I do know it. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting way of of thinking about it. Um, you have to have that hope. Yeah, and I think you're right because uh, I would consider myself a pretty extroverted person, and I think a lot more people, either I meet or I've been in contact with, are more introverted. And you're right. Maybe it's not that they don't care but they're showing it in a different way and they don't know how to speak up how i mean what would be your suggestion for encouraging somebody to feel the confidence to speak up because i know that you are a confidence coach what are things that you tell people to do or practice in order to be able to do that taking deep breaths and when things push you because some things get on you it's not your nerve but bother your spirit so deeply you know, you want to go get a glass of wine, forget the wine for that time. You know, just say it, write it down somewhere, share it with somebody that you feel comfortable with. That's success breeds success. Saying it out loud and you and you notice that you're still alive. You know, you know you, you, you nothing happened, nothing happened. But taking deep breaths, knowing that you matter, it's, it's an internal thing, I think. It is all internal. It's how we feel about ourselves. You have to know you matter. You know, like somebody asked me one time, uh, what's what's the you know what is the worst thing about being you know, your problems and being a, a, a female entrepreneur? And my thing is, well, I said being fat, black, and female, mm -hmm. you know? And it doesn't sound right, but I can tell you, I had the confidence enough to say it because it, it does matter to being your size matters to a lot of people. Being female, you know, I'm doing a lot of, uh, I work in a lot of areas, being appointed to a lot of things that mainly males are appointed to, you know? And being, being a black woman, some people don't like black people. It's important that I know that, but it can't matter to me. That is what I want to get across. How you feel about how other people feel about you, you can't let that matter to you. But you have to know about it. And for introverts, it's a little tougher for them to make the challenge, but they matter enough, and we need to hear what they got to say. You know, I asked my husband something like in 2006, and he just asked, answered me the other day. He's an introvert. <laughs> 11 years later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad I could remember why. <laughs> but I don't know whether this helps or not, but it's all of what we're talking about is internal. And, and I go, I'm going to mention this. If they would check out a book called 54321, this will be a great help because all of us have five seconds mm -hmm. to, uh, to make a decision because we, we have built to not be hurting ourselves, to not to, to do hard work, and not to put ourselves in positions that would make us feel uncomfortable. It takes five seconds. And if you say five, four, three, two, one, that's taking action right then. And you've got to get up and move to do to, you know, to after you say that. You have to get up to move. So that's what I've been practicing recently, recently to say more than I have been saying. It gives, because we are built, that's, that's what we have to remember. We're never going to feel like doing it. We are That's never true. going to feel like doing anything. You know, we can talk ourselves out of it. You know, I love exercise. But I can talk myself out of going today. I'll go tomorrow. I'll go a little later. Something else come up. 
But uh, that 54321 is by Mel Robbins. And those of us that are having challenges with making decisions, that will help us. However, it's, it's one of those things like, um, one example that comes to mind right away, Mrs. Uh, Parker, Mrs. Uh, Rose Park, Rosa Park, did not get on that bus and saying that she was going to sit down and we're going to get up. But it comes to a point in our lives that you say enough is enough. And you don't even plan it. It happens. Because a lot of people have done, done things like that. They didn't plan it. But it just happened. It just got to that moral point. And I, this is just it. This is, this is it. But 54321 can help some introverts and extroverts make decisions faster. And, and it'll take, take you to anywhere in your life. Anything that you want to get over, get through. Five, four, three, two, one. I have found is a is a challenge that I took. Mm. I, I took that challenge and it made a different character. It's so funny how stuff works because I just found out about that book yesterday. <laughs> oh my lord! I was like, <laughs> I was like, is she talking about the same book that oh I? Just a businessman, Dan. He he's uh, authentic uh, interviews. He's he's an, he work. His whole thing is being authentic. Mm-hmm. He is different. He goes into corporations, and that's what he's recommending to corporations now. Yeah, to follow up with with their people, um, and he does on site work and what have you. Chris Jones is his name, and um, I found it through YouTube. They can go online and attack yeah. in Mel, uh, uh, Mel Robbins uh, TED Talks. Mm-hmm. TED Talks, and she they can find her. It's phenomenal, and it. We're never gonna get the courage. Courage, we, you know, we get the courage is five, four, three, two, one, and get up. And it's counting down. You don't count up because you don't you don't know where you're gonna stop. Mm-hmm. When you say five, four, three, two, one, even with uh, NASA, they count down. When we teach aerobics or whatever, we count down. People know the ending. They know where someone. They get to one. They know something's gonna happen. And that's that's the same thing mentally that it helps us with that five second rule. I really think uh, a lot of our lives would be different if we. You know, you don't want to get out of bed. That's why you start getting out of bed. Yeah. And um, this is that's a it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge, but it's a small challenge too. I think there are a lot of small big things, (laughs) and and you know, just making a motion, making a just moving. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know. Um. Uh. You know, you said that as a kid, you feel like you were always trying to help people, and you always caring and noticing people mattered was, you know, kind of your path now of coaching the things that you do, was that something that you knew you were going to do and it just happened? Or what was that path into getting there? Were you at a point, you know, where you were working a job maybe you didn't like, or what was kind of your path to getting to where you are now? All the people listening to other people. People kept telling me things that were happening. People that couldn't do things for years, I would talk with them. And next thing you know, they have done it. You know, just uh, because... Part of what I put on, I, I didn't like professional encourager, but I am going to, I have changed that to inspired, you know, an inspired encourager. Because people, you know, they tell us in the speaking industry to listen to what people are telling you. Because, you know, you do what you do. In your classes and things, you do what you do. But people come up the night that you think you were the worst, they tell you how wonderful it was. Because... When we look at ourselves differently, we do, you're doing what you do. You don't know that you affect people this way. I have too many, too many things coming to me that say that I can't, I, I say I can't motivate anybody, but I swear I know I got the gift to push the button. 
That's beautiful. I, you know, and I think there's so many people that, you know, I'm a big, you know, I know we're both big Oprah fans and uh, I was just listening to her the other day uh, talking about, you know, um, listening to your soul and matching your personality with your soul. And there's so many people that I feel like they know deep down, like somewhat of what they're supposed to be doing, but a lot of society or family or spouses or whatever are pressuring them to do what they're supposed to do or, or yeah. something else. Yeah. And so they spend so many years unhappy, sometimes people their whole life. Uh, but then they kind of get to a breaking point, you know, how, because it seemed to be fairly easy for you. How would you suggest for people to listen to their intuition and feel comfortable to go towards what their soul is supposed to be doing? Do you have any advice for that? I, all of us need coaches and what have you, you know, like, uh, whether it's a fitness coach, mm-hmm. writing coach, I, I think being exposed uh, in some networking groups are going for pre- uh, professional development. And this kind of gives us a hint. I am supposed to be the keynote speaker at a session here in Richmond um, on uh, September the 15th. And I've talked to somebody about doing some coaching, but my spirit won't let me do it because I, I need to do Shirley T. I need to be authentic. I need to, I need to come up with what I, what I do best. And that is share, because sometimes I plan something and it doesn't, it does not, I've had notes in my hand and I couldn't read them. You understand what I'm saying, Kerr? Yeah. I couldn't read them. But I, I suggest people follow that, follow it. It can't, what, what, what can it hurt? Because my whole thing is if you don't do what you said to do, it ain't going to get done because nobody can do what you do. No, somebody's here listening for your voice. You were born, you're still here. So somebody's out there waiting for your voice to be heard. It's how you think about yourself. It's how you think about you. And I know people matter. And, I, and you know, I'm a I, you matter person. If I said we matter, you know, they would think I'm talking about uh, being, being a black woman. She, they would think I'm talking about, no, I say you, because I want you to understand when I say that, I mean you. I mean you. And that personal thing is what we have to take and do for ourselves, because it's internal. It is internal. You have to realize you're not keep coming up or running across these things, like you said the book yesterday. It's a, you. It just doesn't happen. It's serendipity, but it's serendipity happening to you. Mm-hmm. Your parents or nobody else can tell you. You people try to live their lives to the children a lot of times and stuff like this, but um, it just it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry the phone is ringing, but this is keeping it real. <laughs> No worries. Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, the idea that you matter, um, one of the things, you know, when I say it to people too, I think they think that mattering means you're famous or you're quote unquote successful by the job you have or how you look or the money you make. And that's what they think matters because of a lot of what's social media, but that's not it at all because every single one of us matters. Yeah, that's you know, like some of the I let me the best example I can give you is that I was going to counseling. Uh and the woman told me that I she wouldn't she needed to pay me to come there. That's another thing that I heard. When she said that to me, I paid attention. She said, I need to be paying you to come here. Mm-hmm. And that and you can take that any way you want to, but you can understand how I took it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You're like, hmm, okay, I guess I don't need this anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it has nothing to do with it. You know, people, to me, when people give up stuff, you've seen people the happiest, you've seen them getting rid of things, having less. Yes. That's what you see, you know, and having more, you know, like, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. You know, I wouldn't even know how to have money that got so many zeros behind it. So maybe that's why I don't have it yet. I could count further than some five or six zeros. <laughs> but that is not it. And I think that's a wonderful point that you point out. People do think that you're famous, and when you do something, you know, you, they they say, "Oh, I'm. Oh, you. I'm gonna remember you when." What? I'm still the same person. You know, like when you can do it, you got this. You got more than I have. If I had what some of these people. I would be president of the United States, mm-hmm. but now I don't want to be. I need to be president of Shirley T. Burke and do what I was sent to do down here. You know what I'm saying? That's and that's what people they think they think things should be grandiose. Yes, but that's not. It's the small things. It's the small things. It's a real good point you brought up. I appreciate you asking that because um, I feel that way. I wrote an article about role models. And my thing is, role models, if you have a home, their role models should start in your house. Because you don't know what's in other people's closets. You should know what's in yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In, you know, like, just because somebody can hit a ball a long way, it don't mean that they are role models. Yeah. And yeah. we America, this is what we think. Because they got money and stuff. And we are finding out as time goes by that these people are human and, and just mentally way off. Considering us, I, I feel blessed that I'm not doing that stuff I hear about. I don't have the money, and they, they got the money, but it still doesn't make them somebody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make them somebody. So I, I encourage anybody that's listening that has a dream, do something towards that dream every day, even if it's just looking up something about it, call the number to find out more about it. Just do something every day. That's one of the things that I did. I, every day that I was working full-time, I did something every 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 day towards that dream. Uh, took the third Friday off, took my annual leave to go to the National Speakers Association, Virginia chapter, every, towards my dream. Doing, taking action towards what you want. That's, that's where it is. Yeah, and I think so many people are afraid to take that first step, or like you said, they want it to be grandiose. Like it's either all or nothing, which I've gotten in that mindset sometimes, where either I do this or I don't. But it's really all those like little steps and like, I went from doing these podcasts, you know, it's that same theme over and over of taking action. Yes. There's still so many people that are just so scared of even taking one step. And I, I, I have a hard time trying to figure out why. I mean, again, I understand the fear, but how would you suggest again, somebody take the action and not be scared of the outcome? Because the outcome of that action may be nothing, or it may not be what they had hoped. It's, it's you know, like you, I always say, one of the things, if it takes, if it, uh, robs you of your peace is too expensive. And that's from Dr. Shani Deperon. I think her name is, last name is Deperon. That, I just, uh, I would suggest, I still would suggest take one step. See what happened with one step. With one step. If it's, look at you with your blog. You're online, you're doing, you're doing your casting, you've been doing it for three or four years. And here you have me on here. And this is the first time I've done it. I was scared to death, too. I was scared the phone going to ring. Guess what happened? The phone rang. I was <laughs> trying to figure out how I could stop it from ringing up here. <laughs> and, uh, but this is how life is. I, I have, well, you're still talking to me. You haven't cut me off. But this is what we have to do. You have to get something. You might need support. Sometimes you need support in doing that. And again, it can be, I have learned sometimes family members don't understand, you know, like, I'm sure I'm probably the only one in my family that you know who Nama Vincent Peel might be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, the, another man that has something in Virginia Beach with the guy that, that uh, I can't think of his name right now, but 
I, but I stepped out. I stepped out and I was afraid. And it's okay to be afraid. Just make sure you have and have butterflies. Oh, they, they will get information if you move. The butterflies will fly in formation. <laughs> oh, I love that. I like that. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Butterfly head. Take them on with you. Take the butterflies <laughs> on with you. Yes. Because let me say this to them. Whoever's listening, and I'm saying it to myself, I repeat this to myself. If the butterfly in Japan flapping its wings can affect the weather in Virginia, we matter. We, we, we are somebody. You hear what I say? We are somebody. You are somebody. Texas having rain. It's been raining up here. You hear me? The weather in Texas is having an effect on the weather in Virginia. So I think we are those creatures. If the butterfly wings can have, a, have an effect, we, we are here for an effect that some of us are not doing. And you are doing it too, daily. Somebody's looking at you, want to be just like you. Just like you, want to be just like you. Whether it's the way you cook, whether it's the way you dress, whether it's the way you do your job. How you, it's how you treat people. Is somebody love you for what you're doing? They haven't told you, but you matter. You're here for a reason. Mm. Yes, totally I, I I like that butterfly analogy, and um, I never thought about that before. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting too. You know, again, when you're looking at the big picture, you know, um, right now in 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 Texas, which again, this is August 2017, um, with the big hurricane and the flooding going on, but you have other things going on in the country. I think a lot of people can feel helpless. You know, they just yes. don't know what to do. Yes. And sometimes, right? It's just like just doing something in your community or in your family or something small yes. to help yourself or help somebody else. It doesn't have to be humongous. Yes, yes. And see, my thing is even just for those people that believe in prayer, just call in the city's name. Because once I call it, I don't call it at one time. I said, because that means that he's already heard me. I don't have to keep repeating it. <laughs> I'm saying he's heard what I'm at. If it's no more than saying, uh, talking about it, and uh, the people said we can give blood, that was one of the ideas to give blood for uh, for to help the people over there. And you're sending clothes because they ain't got nowhere to put them. But they said donate. If you got five dollars, two dollars, ten dollars, it's something we can do. It is something we can do. And if you can't do that. We can we can still talk to somebody about it, and that's somebody else that we talk to might can do something. Just just not not do a thing. That's where we come down to the ball game. And again, I remind us we talk us we are designed to talk ourselves out of stuff. That's the first thing you need to remember. We are, our minds are set up to talk ourselves out of that stuff. So when you take a step, you've already got to be. Mm-hmm. anything towards anything you have got to be if you show because my thing is showing up in life is hard i yes. don't care where you going <laughs> i don't care where you going showing up is hard you're showing up like if you listen to this podcast you had to make a decision to listen you do other things in life just like that show up for it and especially if it's you because oh god you somebody will live longer because you say something to them or because you smile at them or something. It's just, it's just that minute. People have stopped committing suicide because somebody spoke to them that day or helped them drop their books and picked it up. Somebody picked it up and helped them. Just an act of kindness. This is where it starts. And, but my kindness is encouraged for you to do it to you first. I think it's, I think it's a spiritual thing when you it's self-care. It's a spiritual thing. I just yeah. think for being kind to yourself and doing self-care in whatever way we need it. 
and spiritual. Now, have there been times in your life where you did not feel this way, where you were not putting yourself first or you didn't feel positive? And if so, how did you get yourself out of that? Or was there someone in your life that helped you get out of that? I've had, I think I've had a lot of help and encouragement during my life. I have had moments, because I always say I've been puked up on the show by the whale a couple of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, and, you know, like, you know that this, this, this reminds me, this is August, and my son drowned in August 21st of 69. Mm-hmm. So the, that was a time that I had big questions. And, and what the challenge is, what, what hurt me so bad is I didn't have sense enough to realize that my little girl that was with me when he drowned and stuff, she saw that. And it has been affecting her too. And that's, that's one of the things when I say we get into ourselves and we protect ourselves. I didn't cry. This is 69 when he drowned and the Camille flood. I don't remember crying until 1985 in that counselor's office I was telling you about. Hmm. You understand? That's what I'm saying. But our mind is designed to protect ourselves. We have to take hold of it. We have to take charge of it. I have I have boats now, and but I have sense enough to take a deep breath and saying that person is doing the best they can. And then my husband upset me because he says, Shirley, when you point your finger at somebody, full fun back at you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I remember, there's a whole lot of little things that you remember because you go to that place because you know I don't believe in stress. I just think it's I just think stinking thinking is a it takes us to a place we call stress. It's how we think about stuff that takes us to these places where we're not comfortable with who we are. We compare ourselves and stuff. Hey, when I walk in a room, I know I'm the hey I'm the only fox up in there. I am I am the bomb. When I come in a room, I'm the bomb. And let me just explain that. I have to know that I'm okay before I can look at you and tell how beautiful you are. You understand me? Yes, yes. I can't do that. That's reason I have to. I have to tell myself. I walk in the room. I'm okay. I am okay. So that means I can look around the room and see the other beautiful women and other beautiful men, all who are there. I can accept other people because I'm all right. I'm not judging myself for who, whatever, but who you got with you or what I got on. That's not when I come in the room. That's not what I'm about. I come in there wanting to who can I help? Who, oh. can, who can I help? When I come in a room, you can see me at a networking group. Hey, I'm not scared of networking because I ain't about me. I'm in there about you. I want to know how can I help you. Mm-hmm. I just love, you know, like I said, from the weekend I met you and then now, I just love your open and honest nature and just your ability to just be 100% authentically you. And it's really beautiful because so many people are so scared to do that. Yes. I love that about you. And I also love that when we were doing a lot of these workshops that we were at over the weekend, you're a very knowledgeable woman. And yet you just sat there and listened. There wasn't a moment where you felt, oh, I need to contribute or show off to this. You were very humble and just taking it in. Yes. And I, I really admire that about you. Thank you. Because I, that, that is something I'm glad you, uh, thanks for saying that. Because I show by places and, you know, people, you say, hey, I need to listen to myself. I need to just be. Just be. Because you don't, none of us know it all. You know what I'm saying? I know some of them, like my mama used to say, don't wait till you ain't got nothing to say, then say it. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, you're welcome. So um, you have a new book that you just came out with. Can you tell us the title of that and, oh and how that book came about as well? Yeah, Carrie, this is awesome. Thank you. 
Oh, the name of the book is Shirley T's Keeping It Real. <laughs> perfect. It's a perfect have, title for you. Have you gotten, have you forgotten you matter? That's the name of the book. Shirley T's Keeping It Real. Have you forgotten you matter? And what it is, is a compilation of articles I've been writing for it on my, my line magazine for two years. Um, I have more articles, but I just took the first two years that I've, I've written for her. And um, I put the compilations in my book. And it is it is so rewarding to have written this, put this together like this. This is a, I put on Facebook, the dream has been manifested. Mm. And so it's one of the dreams. I don't have bucket lists and stuff. I thought about, about bucket lists. I hear people talking about that, but I just do it one day at a time and, and, and say, hey, oh, I want to do this. So I do this, you know, work on that a little bit at a time. Something else come up and work on that. But this, I am grateful for this book. I am grateful for this book. And um, I'm grateful for you asking about it. It was, I, somebody told me, said, Shirley, I've tried to buy your book on Amazon, but my, I lost my debit card. I didn't even know it was out there on Amazon. <laughs> I didn't know, Carrie, and I went. I was so anxious to get home and look to see. And you can go online uh, on Amazon and Shirley T's. Keep it real. Have you have you forgotten? You matter, and uh, you can read uh, quite uh, some. It's uh, quite a bit. This you know, open it up, dedications and what have you like that shows up as well as some of the written material. So this is I am I am grateful to have this book written because I write write about my life just like I'm talking about here, and um, page ninety nine talks about. Uh, my experience with the dying of my son that uh, during that flood, because it said it would happen once every hundred years. Somebody didn't know what they were talking about then. <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. that's why we went to see it uh, because uh, this this flooding thing has gotten to be uh, almost every week somewhere. Yeah, many thank everything, but thank you, thank you for letting me mention that. Yeah, I think it's great because I feel like that's something that a lot of people want to do is on their bucket list should they have one is to write a book. And, um, you know, that, that task can be very daunting or people can get kind of perfectionism with it. And I think it's interesting you're saying, you know, this came from so many years of writing articles and now I've kind of put this all together to create yeah. this piece of work. Yeah. Just like I'm going to write about being on the show with you today. You know, it's just, I've been writing about my life and my experience. And I also tried to put something in there to like how, like I was asked to be on a radio show, uh, February of last year, uh, two, yeah, last year. And because so many kids were young children were being killed here in Richmond. And so the girl asked me to come on because of my experience with my son and my nephew uh, to talk about that. So it's, it, it really does matter. And let me, and you mentioned about the book. Let me say this very fast. I am a mastermind group. And last night, one of the, we do a smaller mastermind, three of us work together. And the one girl couldn't participate but a few minutes because she was in the hotel room with this lady that helps you write a book in 31 days. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> 31 days. I mean, you got con a lot of people got content in their head. A lot of people got content on in the file cabinets and on the desks and stuff that they've been doing for years. You have your book is already there. It's just somebody know how to officially organize it for you. You already got you already got your content. You don't have to create nothing. You got it. You know, you have it. Transcribing your, your uh, podcast into books you know what I'm saying yeah I agree I think so many times people are so um whether it's in business or even in the arts like they want something to be perfect or like oh it's not coming to me and it's like just put it out like just put something I mean I've been doing a lesson of the day I started in January simply because uh, actually my teenage students were like you know Miss Carrie you talk about these lessons all the time you should post them on snapchat 
Mm-hmm. And I started doing that and then kind of expanded them. And it's really just something I learn every day. Mm-hmm. And if it affects somebody, it does. And it's been cool to see the feedback of that. And some of them are good and some of them are okay. Mm-hmm. And some of them I'm like, I'm just going to put something out. Mm-hmm. And that creates, like you said, content that can be used for some sort of project or thing later on. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's one of the things Corey Moser, who's one of the members of our, he's a, he's a, a member of the Millionaire Club in the National Speakers Association. He's in my local chapter. And he taught, you know, when I was president, I had him come as be one of the speakers. I like to use talent that's mm-hmm. available in it. You just need to let people know they matter. <laughs> but he said, when you have something like you got a book, you can you repurpose it five times. You can, you can book, ebook, audio, uh, whether you can, you know, some people, you know, like bookmarks and it could be some other stuff, but you can come up with maybe five things to do with one product. Mm-hmm. And okay, one product, you already just one time, do it one time and you've got content and stuff for other things. So yeah. Just, just that's, that step. Just take that step. Yeah. Oh, it's a good reminder. Where can people find you online? Is there a website or social media handle that they can use? Yes, I'm online uh, with uh, www.shirleyt.com. That's my website. And uh, if you go to Facebook, you can type in Shirley T. Burke and, and, or either Shirley T. Keeping It Real. That's my business page. Both of my business pages, in essence, because I didn't know how to do a business page. So Shirley T. Burke, I didn't tell people what I was eating, but down on nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I that you know the other one is been I'm also on LinkedIn, Shirley T. Burke on LinkedIn too. Just type it in, my name will come up. I've noticed that's one thing I like about those things. If I don't have the full thing, if you type the name in, you're only enough that it'll automatically come up. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. And the last question I like to ask all my guests is what is one word or mantra or quote that you like to live by every day? I got a lot of them, but one that's popped up just now when you said that it says it's about miss miss angelo she said when a person tell you who they are believe them the first time i think a lot of us are in pain and and, and guilt because we, we we women don't like to forgive up don't like to give up on people mm-hmm. um, in our lives we hold on to things too long and especially when it comes to relationships whether it's relationship or on the job um, you know, staying on the job 40 years and you hate it, you know, mm-hmm. if, if the manager is not any good, cause we leave people, not the job, you know, if it's messing with your morals and your standards and your values, believe them who, when they tell you who they are, believe them the first time. And also the one I said a while ago by Dr. Um, Shani, and that's, if it's, if it's, uh, if it robs you of your peace, it's too expensive. Mm. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Shirley, for your time. And again, I just love your energy and your kindness and your ability to be unapologetically you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for this ex- unique experience. This is the first, girl. Thank yes, you. I'm wonderful. so glad to have met you on the, at, the, at that conference. Divine order, that's what it is. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you, and we will chat soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would greatly appreciate a review over on iTunes. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to message me over on Instagram at Kerry, K-E-R-I dot N dot Roberts. Remember that each of us has something that makes us great. So go out there and show the world what makes you extraordinary.